Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to wherever you are in the world today, listening to the Baram U episode 9. And I'm so excited to bring this show to you. I've been saying for a while I want to, to bring you shows about the occult and the cults and the secret societies. And I've got my first installment today, which is the Illuminati. Now, I know I've said I've spoke about the Freemasons for a while. I've, I've alluded to them in a few of my episodes. Uh, but I really feel the Illuminati is probably the best one to start with. Uh, my preconceived um, learnings that I've, I've done over the years about the Illuminati were that the Illuminati were kind of the, the head, the head cult. And it branched off into like the Freemasons, the Knights Templars, the Jesuits, the Rosicrucians, uh, Scientology and all that. And they were kind of the main, you know, branch, if you will. Um, or was it that the, the Illuminati are more entertainment based? You know, we see a lot of the, the sim- symbology, symbolism in the, in the music and film. And uh, so are they more like the... the that's their department to control, whereas the Freemason, the Freemasons seem to be more politicians, police, doctors, lawyers, you know, like kind of the main uh, profession kind of department. Um, so it was it was a real joy for me to research the Illuminati. Uh, there isn't too much on the history of the Illuminati, um, as you'll as you'll see. But I've kind of, I think I've got enough to talk for about an hour, and that's what this podcast is all about. I want to give you guys enough to go and look into this stuff for yourself because I do it every day, nearly every day. I'm listening to my favorite shows and I'm picking up more and more on each topic. But if there's one episode of mine that you love and you want to just do a deep dive into the to one subject for six months or or devote your life to it, then that's up to you. And I know a lot of people do do that, and it's something that I have. Uh, swithered on doing with our once I've done maybe about 20 shows I'll have maybe season two that that could be branded as season one season two I might just pick one subject whether it be flat earth whether it be the Freemasons whether it be JFK and just do maybe 10 shows on that subject and have that as season two and um, because in, I know I'm only doing roughly an hour and it's sometimes I feel it's not enough but that's what I keep saying to you guys is I just want to capture your attention to, to make you realise um, that there is truth in this despite what the media say and uh, make your own mind up and go go on your own rabbit hole journey. So um, I'm going to start this episode with something that I haven't done before so I'm going to just go ahead straight into the, the social media comments from my last show which was um, it was my episode with uh, my one of my mates, Green Sunrise, uh, Paul Quinn. So I'm quite miffed about the way it turned out. Um, I love the conversation, probably one of my favourite episodes that I've done to date because the conversation was amazing, it flowed. Uh, the, I had no editing to do, as you could probably tell. Um, and it was just really good to have someone on and have that back and forth. And it's really given me a bit more of a, a, a kick up the bum to get more episodes and more guests out like that um, and I have got some lined up there's one relating to today's show which is uh, huge and I'll talk about that later on in the, in the episode but um, yeah the comments have been good it's been shared I noticed someone tried to share it on YouTube and was told because we talk about COVID-19 
uh, there was a little bit of a warning but it's still there you can still share it it's just a, a little pre-warning um, and that was great uh, episode 7 I don't think I've talked much about which was I did a, I did a show on my politics and political beliefs and uh, it's been received well uh, which was surprising because I know I probably offended a lot of liberals probably a lot of liberals won't be listening to me from now on uh, but I got a phone call from one of my uh, top fans um, he phoned me up and said that I did really well and uh, he agreed with pretty much everything I said uh, in regards to my views on, on taxation and, and politics and things so it was really good to hear that um, it's always good to get feedback and yeah so without further ado here is my episode on the Illuminati Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted 
vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence <laughs> in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Wow. Just wow. Now, if you haven't heard that speech before, check it out. It's, there's, there's more to it, obviously. That's just a short clip from JFK's speech, but I've heard this tons of times. I've heard it on Joe Rogan. I've heard it on Sam Tripoli, Tinfoil Hat. Um, I don't think he gets played enough because he's basically telling us there that secret societies are a threat to our democracy um, and ultimately... A lot of people believe this was the speech that got him killed. Um, just amazing to, to hear. And, and really sad as well that we don't have more 
leaders in our world that, that are, are willing to talk like this. And uh, I suppose it goes to show that, you know, um, sure, now I could be wrong in this, but I saw earlier this week in my research, the question was asked, uh, name the only two presidents that we've ever had that were not Freemasons. Now I'll give you a little minute to think. Obviously the first one's JFK. The second one is Abraham Lincoln. Now what do those two presidents have in common? They were both assassinated. So it was very telling um, and very, very sad to think that, you know, we're always told that our vote counts and and as, as I've said before, and I said in my last episode about my, my politics episode, our vote does not count. Uh, these these presidents and leaders and prime ministers and uh, they're chosen. They're they're selected, not elected. Our vote does not count. And I think it's kind of uh, the proof is in the pudding with the the latest presidential election with uh, Joe Biden, which was just a farce. And I'm not going to go down that route of uh, talking about the the election itself. But I think it's pretty plain obvious to see um, that the the numbers just didn't add up. So I'm going to start off by talking about these uh, cults and secret societies with with a little analogy of my own. Now, I'm always eager to try and, and uh, help people understand where I'm coming from. Uh, analogies are a great way to do that. Um, I wish I could be better at them, but I've kind of found a decent one or a way of framing it so that you guys can understand um, or maybe in the future remember what I'm saying and kind of realize it for yourselves. But um, do you guys believe that we have freedom of choice? Do you believe that our reality is naturally progressing? Or is there a group of people uh, pushing it in a certain way? Remember the 90s, or maybe for the older generation listening, remember the 50s? Because that's the two kind of decades that I always hear, oh, they were so great. And I, I mean, I was still young at that point, but I could still remember how good they were. Um, money was better, you know, families were striving. Um, the 50s I hear were, were the best for like the family unit. The man had was going out to work, the woman was able to stay. And I don't mean that in a, in a sexist way, I just mean that only one p parent had to go out to work because the money was so good, uh, industry was booming. Um, you know, my hometown, Peterhead, was thriving. Uh, I know my, my uh, Mum used to tell me that she could go out on a Thursday night in Peterhead for a few drinks and the town would be heaving. A lot of people went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday because they had the money to do it. And it was so, you know, there was people from all over the country um, working in your town and city, working in all different fields. And, and it was just so good. Um, what changed? That's, that's what I want to know. Um, I, I now go home to visit my hometown once every so often and it just saddens me to see what, it's a ghost town now, uh, charity shops, we, I think we have one sports shop left and uh, it, for me that's what the kind of things that these cults and secret societies are pushing agendas, pushing us in that direction and uh, as well as, as much as nobody's really getting hurt uh, physically hurt should I say um, with the, the push towards maybe online shopping which decimates the, the high street um, that's something that I believe is being pushed, there are people certain people sitting around tables um, 
discussing which agenda to push and that's what I'm talking about we a lot of people that maybe aren't awake or into this stuff maybe just think it's government but as well as government there is also secret societies that are pushing agendas in our face and, and pushing our world in a certain direction so that's something that maybe will make you think um, is this a naturally occurring world do we have freedom of speech you know even down to the other analogy I, I remember from this week was when a company is trying to sell one of their products what they do is they employ a, a psych, psych, psychologist which is a study of the, the brain and how it works and their advertisement campaign is all targeting our uh, weaknesses so I mean it sounds quite nefarious but I mean it's common sense I want to sell something I want you guys to listen to my show I need to make it good and, and um, you know I need to work on, on my speech I need to add in visuals and and make my podcast good so I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm on, on the I, I need to satisfy your needs if you will as a customer and that's the kind of analogy that I, I think people forget about when, when you talk when I did my Disney podcast and I mentioned the subliminal messaging and, and throughout the Disney shows and, and I got a few people saying look are you not just looking into it too much it's all part of the big picture it, it, it's not looking into it too much it's what they do and it's it's a tactic um, so yeah so I think it's pretty much common knowledge I know we're talking about the Illuminati here but I think the Illuminati and the Freemasons are kind of pretty much the same thing they're branches of the same you know uh, cult if you will and uh, throughout my working life I've worked with uh, Freemasons I've been in the Freemason Lodge in Peterhead and uh, I've picked up a few things uh, you know I've worked with as I say I've worked with a, a few Freemasons and they openly talk to me about I think I did share the story on one of my my earlier podcasts about when one of them was stopped for speeding and he openly admits that he put out his hand and gave the the old secret handshake and was let off with the the speeding fine and and when I talk about this kind of stuff at work because I'm working in an environment where a lot of the guys in the canteen are very outspoken one in particular um talking about all this stuff and when I mention about Freemasons, everyone pretty much knows what they're all about um, to a certain extent. And, um, you know, that a lot of people agree that people in high places, i.e. the boss of your company, is more than likely a Freemason. The judge that is passing sentences is probably a Freemason. Um, the, the lawyer in court is probably a Freemason. Your doctor is probably a Freemason because they help each other. It's kind of a cult and it's like helping each other um, if I go for a job and I am a Freemason, chances are I'll get it over someone else if the the, the person giving the interview or the boss is a Freemason himself. And, and that is common knowledge. There, there's nobody debating that. That is, you know, the, what, what they are there for. It's, it's a brotherhood of men uh, that, that help each other out and stick together. And when, I, when you say it to someone that's maybe... You know, it's admirable in a way. I mean, I've I've talked to to someone recently about this, and it's they're kind of defending it, saying, "Well, shouldn't we all be part of the Freemasons? Shouldn't we all?" But but it's like when you get to the higher levels of Freemasonry and the Illuminati and things, you realise that there are nefarious um, nefariousness and and things 
at hand that we'll never know about. We, we kind of know from leaked things and stuff that's came out in the press and uh, whistleblowers and that, but we'll never really know um, what, what is at the, the very end scales of, of Freemasonry and all these cults. So on the 1st of May, 1776, May Day, and that's probably where that saying comes from, May Day, May Day, that's, I think they, they also the Church of Satan was uh, founded on the 1st of May, a significant date. Adam Weishaupt, now I hope I'm saying that right, I've been saying Adam Weishaupt all week, but it's maybe Weishaupt, but I'm saying Weishaupt, a Jewish law professor founded the Illuminati with the funding from the House of Rothschild. Now, side note, I started the Baram You podcast a year ago and I got maybe four or five episodes and I decided to wipe it and start again. And I also started another podcast with, uh, I mentioned him in the first episode of of this podcast. Um, we started a podcast called Penny for Your Thoughts and on both Baram You and Penny for Your Thoughts, the very first episode was the Rothschild family because I believe they are key to if you're going to get into conspiracies and, and you want to wake up and take the red pill this family is key so i'll definitely be doing a show on the rothschild family in the in the near future so adam wasn't happy with the way life was going he, he was from bavaria in germany and he thought that the he felt that the catholic church had too much of an influence over the government and wanted to see a separation of church and state um Adam used his profession as a law professor to initiate some of his students. Although there were some rules in place for what he could do, uh, for who he could initiate into the cult. So the rules were men only, 30 years or younger, wealthy, intelligent, i.e. doctors, lawyers, etc. No religious members or pagans. Each member was given a pseudonym relating to their profession and it was said that uh, Adam Weishaupt, being a, a law professor, was nicknamed Spartacus. I, I don't get it myself. Maybe you guys are more, uh, you guys realise why, but I don't. Um, there was a level system in place, much similar to the Freemasonry uh, levelling system, wherein uh, Scottish Rite Freemasonry is up to 33 levels, York Rite, I think it's 13. And in and there was also a level system in the Illuminati, which was much less. I'm sure it was six. I could be wrong. Um, and when you completed your six levels, your six rituals, you were giving the title the king. Now remember that. And they were also to have their own set of symbol symbolism. Uh, the name finally was uh, Illuminati, but they actually started off as the Order of the Perfectibilists. Not very catchy, really. Uh, they shortly moved to the Order of the Bees. Adam Weishaupt openly admitted that uh, he was in admiration for bees. Obviously, they're workers. They, they stick together. They create the honey. Um, I, I like the premise, but it wasn't really catchy. So I think he, he settled on uh, Order of the Illuminatin, which obviously translates into English as Illuminati. Adam is said to have joined the Freemasons as he admired their recruiting ability but I th I'm sure it, I read that uh, the levels 33 you know it was too long to he, he just wanted to get straight into it and he, he obviously wanted to start his own one as well and um, the estimated members of the Illuminati in Bavaria in 1784 was roughly between 650 and 3,000 members 
and it stemmed uh, all over Europe, um, Sweden, Denmark, France, um, it, was, it was all over, um, obviously using his ties to the Freemasons. So it was then that Weishaupt constructed one of the most sinister plans in history. It was a seven-part plan which called for the abolition of all order governments, the abolition of private property, the abolition of inheritance, the abolition of patronism, the abolition of the family, the abolition of religion, and the creation of a new world order. So there is likeness between the these cults, and pretty much all of them have this in common, um, that they are pretty similar to communism, and there is that communist factor in them. Um, he was linked with Marx, uh, Karl Marx himself, uh, the Rothschilds as well. We'll get into the to that family, but there is a very underlying um, link to that. And uh, throughout history, we have seen a lot of our world leaders talk about this new world order, and it's pretty much the the most worst kept secret. I think most of my when I was young, I remember my mum and she would had no no interest in politics. She probably couldn't even have named the Prime Minister at the time. Um, but I remember a, a night where her and her friends were around and were talking about the New World Order and the Pope and, and conspiratorial stuff. And I think pretty much everyone knows about that because it's been in our faces. You know, a lot of our world leaders have talked about this New World Order. So here's a little video that I've got of uh, George Bush Sr. talking about the New World Order. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision the UN's founders. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. So the reason we know this information is because of an event that happened in 1785 an Illuminati courier named Lanza was struck by lightning and was found with the Order of Illuminati in his possession, which also included the plans for the forthcoming French Revolution. The Bavarian government tried to warn the French of this, but they took no notice. They then tried to arrest members of the Illuminati. However, it was told that Weishaupt could not be found and may have been hiding underground. Other rumours were that he fled to Frankfurt and was hanging with the Rothschilds. This is said to be the end of the Illuminati, but as I'm about to show you, they are, they are very much still in existence. After Adam's death on the 18th of November, 1830, it is told that none other than Albert Pike took over as head of the Illuminati Freemasonry. Now, Albert Pike's a massive figure with Freemasonry. He was the one that created uh, the cult of uh, Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Um, and we'll definitely be doing a show on him. Um, but he took over, and this is where I believe a lot of the symbolism, a lot of the, it's the, it's pretty much the same. 
they're just uh, this is where I have my belief on maybe the Illuminati are, are more um, concerned with the entertainment industry um, Freemasons maybe are more concerned with politicians and, and that sort of thing uh, I could be wrong I'm only two three years deep into this stuff um, I'm hoping to get some experts on some people that have you know been looking into this stuff for longer and we'll do a part two but so far this is my my beliefs my findings it was then that they wrote out a blueprint for the three world wars that would happen throughout the 20th century that would result in a one world government fear not for your war-stricken poverty-ridden planet safe. Help is on the way. Your prosperity is the core objective of our universal design. The path for humanity has spanned throughout ages to ensure the survival and prosperity of the human species. War is a liar who claims there isn't enough land isn't enough wealth, isn't enough food for all people, in all places, to live in abundance. A different age is upon us. Fear not for the bursting sounds that echo across your red horizons. Prepare your life for the light that grows steadily brighter in the distance. As the dawn comes to rid your battlefields of darkness, the age of Illuminatium will begin. Fear nothing. We are always watching out for you. So guys, as I said, I was going to show you guys that the Illuminati is still alive and well. Um, that commercial is is a commercial. It's exactly that. You can, you can go look it up. I actually stumbled across the Illuminati official Illuminati website and uh, which I'll show you guys screenshots of of what they are telling us um, I actually was reached out to and so was one of my friends by um, uh, someone on Instagram asking me to join the Illuminati and when I clicked on their page it was just wads of cash and uh, saying that we would like you to join and, and I just instantly deleted it kind of freaked me out um, but yeah it's it's there for you to see it, it's a real thing I had to laugh that at the bottom of the the website there's a slideshow of people's faces um, could be Joe Bloggs down the street could be on there saying that uh, Joe 30 years of age has joined the Illuminati and he's holding something and uh, come and join us it's like it's openly discussed and, and as I say there's a website there's a there's a commercial which is quite crazy Um, again I'm going to liken it to the Freemasonic kind of cult where on the lower levels you know you can be a Freemason you could be in a, in a you could be going about your day to day uh, work and you're never going to know what's at the the later stages unless you get there you know I'm kind of a hard way to word it but on the lower levels these people don't know what's what that cult is really about you know the the occult the the satanic uh, unit to it at the at the very end 
uh, where I believe that once you get to level 32 and level 33 of Freemasonry, likewise probably at level 6 or when you get granted that, that uh, title of king in the Illuminati, you, you're, you're told basically what it's really about, which I believe is about Satanism and uh, devil worshipping and all that stuff. And uh, even the symbology that the Illuminati have adopted will kind of show that. And when you look into the esoteric uh, meaning behind all this stuff, you'll realize it as well. So what I've done is I've got the IlluminatiOfficial.org website up on my screen here and I'm just going to run through it and I'll take some screenshots and I'll post it throughout the video for you guys to see. Um, so the official website of the Illuminati, welcome. We appreciate your interest in our organization. Use our official website for details on our members, contact information, how to join the Illuminati, our beliefs, message archives, and many more. Um, so there's the commercial. The Illuminati is an elite organization of world leaders, business authorities, innovators, artists, and other influential members of this planet. Our coalition unites influencers of all political, religious and geographical backgrounds to further the prosperity of the human species as a whole. So that's crazy. So going back to my, the very start when I was talking to you about my analogy about do you guys believe we have freedom of choice? And basically that, that, that statement right there just kind of blows that away because they're influencing us in a certain direction. So we believe we have freedom of choice. It's like it's like the whole, I'll use the analogy, and most of you guys are probably listening to my Scottish, so there's a show, Still Game, if you're Scottish you know it, um, where Winston and Jack and Victor are, are watching TV in their homes, and the advert comes on the TV about a steak bake from their local bakery, and they just have to put on their coats and head down to the baker and get one, because it's that pull, you know, the advertisement are just... And that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting to you with this is like influencers. You want the latest pair of trainers. It's like these people, your favorite artists, whether it's Kanye West or Jay-Z, whatever, and they, they, they wear a certain pair of trainers. You want to go get them. You have to go and get them. And that's the kind of tactic that these people are using for more um, serious, you know, trainers, who cares? what what? But, but I'm talking about like, real issues you know worldly issues and these people are using the same tactics that they use on us for um for shopping for clothes for whatever for peer pressure kind of pressure but they're doing it for worldly events you know and um, so they've got here the pyramid the eye the light the eternal money is not the root of all evil money is the root to all freedom the selfish pursuit of money is a hollow goal but the pursuit of goodness that money can relate, can create, is one of humanity's greatest responsibilities. And that's something else that I've came across in my research on cults, um, even down to Alistair Crowley's cult, uh, Thelema. When you hear his commandments, um, he has, I think it's 13 commandments, you can't argue with a single one. But we know this man was uh, very satanic. He was into all sorts, we'll leave it at that, and I'm not so sure that it was uh, 
a good uh, you know cult um, and this is what on on the surface you know Freemasonry come join us we'll look after you we will make you uh, you'll never be unemployed um, you know you'll always have someone in your city to look out for to meet up with and, and, I, and I get that side of it uh, but then what gets me is and here's me going on a bit of a rant is the white man in today's world is the most hated man you know and there's all this american bullshit about the white man and white privilege and all that yet you never hear of these cults uh getting any hatred for the privilege that they have and they definitely have privilege as i've just told you um i i for me privilege is 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 just work hard you know i think a lot of people are are um too easy to blame others for their down for their wrongdoings for their failings um especially the youth you know a lot of 20 year olds are coming out of education can't find work and they're lazy so they'll just blame the white man and and it's really a sore point of mine um and these people are telling us how the, the world should be when they've never worked a day in their life so i digress uh, back to the website um, so they've got their core beliefs, the eternal oath of the Illuminati. Since our origination, Illuminati members have dedicated themselves to the advancement of the human species by taking oaths of commitment. These pledges are a core tradition of the Illuminati formed as written contracts between a single person and all members of, the, of humanity. The first pledge of the Illuminati is called the eternal oath. And here's just what I said here about the screenshots of people holding their illuminati leaflet um everyday people wearing their triangle uh, necklace if you will with the eye in the middle um so i mean it, it's a it's there it's there for you to see it and when i mentioned about the bavarian government banned all secret societies they went underground and uh, i don't think that they just ceased to, to, to go on they're still alive and well some notable myths and facts if you will are, are should I say more uh, notable people that we know are, are in the uh, Illuminati uh, are Dr. Dre, Madonna, Bono Bieber, M Nicki Minaj Jay-Z, Beyonce now when I, when I said about the, the title of King and Queen uh, for the Illuminati uh, it just made me remember about it that uh, Beyonce is called Queen Bee, and uh, there was uh, an article out in the news uh, saying that people think that Beyonce is the is the leader of the Illuminati now, um, and that's probably where that comes from. Um, political, politically based ones were Thomas Jefferson, FDR, Winston Churchill, John D. Rockefeller, and uh, George Washington wrote a letter addressing the threat of the Illuminati. Uh, the Illuminati headquarters are located under Denver Airport. Now, this is just a myth. We don't know this for sure. Um, I think that probably stems from the fact that the Denver Airport, and we'll definitely be doing an episode on the Denver Airport. It's a crazy place, crazy story behind it. Um, it was years late on completion, and it was actually $2 billion over budget. So people were, uh, you know, speculating whether they were digging underground and it's underground that the headquarters are. Um, 
there's there's a crazy statue outside of it. It's like a, it's a horse, uh, which I'm sure is Hindu based, um, and the meaning behind that. And some of the murals in the Denver airport. Anyway, we'll get to that episode further down the line, but it is a really good uh, rabbit hole to go down. So, along with my episode on Jamadri and symbology, if you haven't checked that out, check it out because it'll really help with this episode. Um, there are a few other sim- symbolism that I'll show you guys, and this is where you guys might want to not watch if you've got any idols any uh, film stars, any musicians that you just love, you might want to look away because I had my own experience. I've, I've never really had one, an idol that would really upset me, but the wife this week, I really upset her by showing her one of these on the screen. So I've got a slideshow for you guys to watch and uh, probably the skeptics are going to sit and go, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a photo. They could have been, you know, but the bigger picture is is when you look into symbology you know what the meaning of it is you know about the chakras and what they do and um, it becomes too much of a coincidence there's nothing that's a coincidence in my mind now um, these photos that are on their social medias when they go for a photo shoot whether it's a celebrity or like a superstar a, um, a, mu- a musician, a film star they're going for photo shoots and they're purposely choosing the ones that have the symbolism in it and putting it on the front of Time magazine or on their Instagrams and things and uh, even down to their performances a lot of like uh, if you look at the Lady Gaga halftime show uh, the one after that with uh, J-Lo and Shakira there's a lot of symbology in those and they're what is called rituals where they are performing rituals in front of tens of millions of people that are watching the Super Bowl halftime show and when you don't know what's going on, you don't know. But the people that do know, that's who they are communi- communicating to. Um, symbolism is huge, and there's a reason why they don't teach us in schools. Um, with a simple symbol, without speaking, you can tell someone to do something and not to do something. For example, the no the no smoking sign. Um, the you know every sign you see, our, our roads are full of them. That's basically symbolism. And um, these cults have their own sets of symbolism. Some overlap, uh, like you'll see here. Um, so here are some of the, the celebrities that I have picked up on. Um, there is a great page that I urge you all to, to follow on Instagram, um, which I'll post up on, on my page as well. Uh, they only ever post pictures and descriptions of of uh, you know what's going on in the picture um, so really guys check it out and I, and I strongly adv- advocate of learning symbology because once you our world is steeped in it as I say and once you realise you know who is controlled and, and then you realise the agenda at play you realise the nefariousness of these people you can kind of decode your own news um, and, and it's been a real helpful tool for me over the past couple of years. So one one that was new to me was the rose. Um, we see a lot of our world leaders holding a red rose or a white rose. Uh, where we often see uh, our celebrities, film stars, musicians in photo shoots with a red rose covering their eye or a white rose. This depicts, the, they're basically telling us 
that they are in a secret society. Uh, I don't know if that one is Illuminati, you know, solely for the Illuminati. It could be just secret society in general, but that's one that I've, I've recently learned. Another one is, and this was one I did know, and it was brought to my attention with the, the famous picture of Prince Harry next to Melania Trump, where his hand is inside his coat, and he has like the the forefinger and the pinky out of the coat. Um, and when you look at historical uh, photos, which I've got up in my screen, there's one of Mozart of all people, and there's tons of, of uh, old politicians and military guys stood with one hand inside their jacket like that, which depicts that they are a Freemason or, or part of the Illuminati. Again, I'm unsure whether it is uh, solely for, for one or the other. Now, the Hidden Eye one, I think pretty much everyone has seen, although they maybe don't know what they're looking at. Um, it's the most common. Uh, a lot of them are, whether it's been hid by some of their hair or hid by a rose, as I say, or hidden by a shadow, or something's in the way of one of their eyes. Um, and when you look at the Illuminati, uh, the main symbol, which is the eye, um, the pyramid with the eye, the eye of province, that's what they're, what they're basically telling us there. The eye of province, which uh, is the Illuminati symbol, which depicts intelligence, wisdom, and enlightenment. So I've always known about the, the money uh, in America, the dollar bill, the $20 bill. The $20 bill one's good with the, there's a good uh, video on YouTube you can find of someone who folds the dollar bill, the $20 bills, should I say, in certain ways. And it depicts the, the falling of the 9-11, you know, the Twin Towers. Uh, the one I want to talk to you about today is the $1 bill because it is steeped in the uh, Illuminati uh, symbology. So what I've got written down here for you guys is if you look at the $1 bill, if you actually happen to have one, if not, pull up an image. Um, so on it, you have uh, a phrase, Anuit Queptis. Now, I hope I'm saying that right, which is Latin for our project is now a success. And underneath it says, Nuvis Ordo Seclorum, which means literally New Order World. So New world order. Um, if you look at the pyramid, you'll notice it has 13 layers. There is 13 letters in uh, Anuit Coeptis. There is 13 stars. There is 13 berries, 13 leaves, 13 arrows, 13 stripes. Now, I'm not willing to do it, but if you want to do it, I believe there is on the eagle there is 32 wings on one side and 33 wings on the other, which depicts the levels of Freemasonry I was talking about earlier, which I believe is the when you realize what you're actually uh, worshiping, what the, the cult is all about, uh, which is Lucifer. Um, 13, the reason they've chose 13 is, as I said earlier in the show, uh, York Rite Freemasonry, there is 13 levels. Scottish Rite Freemasonry, there is 33. Uh, also, the reason is 33. We, we always see thir 13 is, a, is an unlucky number. And I think where that stems from is Jesus and his 12 disciples. So these, these guys have perverted that number 13 and they've used it for their own, for their own use. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting uh, that even the, the money in our pocket is a conspiracy. And, and I'm 
always coming back to it, I hear this being said on one of the shows that I love is when you've probably heard it before is not everything's a conspiracy and like I've heard it a lot and it's getting more and more that you realize everything is a conspiracy and I know the skeptics will hate me for saying that but it's pretty much everything is everything you look at our water our food our money is like that's where that comes from that saying um so yeah check out the the dollar bill check out the 20 dollar bill trick because that's really interesting as well so getting back to this new world order which is the plan of the illuminati uh adam weishaupt was the first one to come up with a plan that has seen uh, a change in the tactics of these cults uh, every cult member before that before adam weishaupt had tried to force this new world order using literally that force using military using war uh, to try and surrender the people but as we've seen throughout time we'll fight back we'll all, they'll get to a point where we can't take enough and they'll, they'll expose themselves so these cults have to rebrand and, and that's that that whole saying about when rome fell well rome didn't fall rome just rebranded itself it's the same you know the nazis uh, they just rebranded themselves and they became something else it's the same ideologies that have been with us throughout the, the beginning of time this new world order new age type uh, ideology um, so Adam Weishaupt came up with the idea not to force it through but to use um, scare tactics in t- uh, t- to submit the people into uh, accepting the new world order and, and I talk about this a lot with 9-11 for example it's probably the best one best example to use is is that before 9-11 um, you know this uh, free what was it the the Patriot Act was was done, and no one we all rejected it, and then nine eleven happened and it got written in to law, and freedoms were taken, and it's because we wanted them to be taken because with the fear of terrorism, and there's always a bogeyman, there's always a fear, and uh, we're living in fear right now, um, and and that's what they do, they create this fear so that we want, you know, we will our freedoms to be taken. And this is where I Adam Weishaupt has, has kind of broke the mold in that. Um, another one, if you look on the, the Freemasonry badge, you'll see order a chaos, which means order from chaos. And there's been many examples of uh, the one that springs to mind is Hillary Clinton saying, and I think it was in the live debate with Donald Trump where she says, never let a good uh, crisis go to waste. So they are capitalizing on uh, crises, chaos, and they're they're you know taking away our freedoms, and um, that's where you have to start asking yourselves when they realise that they can take away our freedoms because of scaremongering and because of crises. How long is it before the the it it only becomes natural for them to create those crises, these crises, um, which I believe are is definitely happening. They're creating. Uh, events that are happening around the world and I, and I told you in my Gematria one where I predicted that on Monday the 22nd of March there would be a, a terrorist attack and lo and behold there was a shooting in Boulder in America and uh, it's probably one of my more um, valuable things that I've done and said uh, because it woke a lot of my friends up and uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's it's kind of common sense. It's in your face, and if you, if you're not woke up to this stuff now, then I think you're you're probably pretty much a lost cause. Um, let the uh, the I think a lot of people are probably just too embarrassed to to admit it. They probably go away from a conversation with me because I'm open. I talk about this stuff a lot. Um, they probably walk away, and it niggles away at them. They're maybe. Um, working uh, on their own and, and they're thinking about something I've said or you know a good one that I've started doing is you know I've got guys at work talking about the number 33 and um, because I've shown them so many uh, headlines uh, in the news recently where the number 33 has appeared and now they're going about the workshop um, saying come on Ian 33 minutes till break come on uh, like trying to make a joke out of it and try and make a mockery of, of me try and wind me up but it doesn't. I've got thick skin, and 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 it's only for me. I've I've implanted a seed in their brains, um, that they will then, for the rest of their lives, hopefully, whenever they see that number, and they will see it now. You know, whereas before, and myself included, I've probably read a headline in the news, and saw the number thirty three being used, and thought nothing of it. But now that I'm aware of that number, and I see it on a day to day basis, like. This week, I was driving to work, turned on the radio, BBC News. First story I heard was about uh, how coronavirus has affected the finances in Scottish football and uh, how it's it's uh, decreased the, the the valuation of the Scottish leagues by thirty three percent. It was one of the within the first twenty seconds that was what I heard, and it's like um, they're they're doing this, they're dropping in that number, they're dropping in their symbols and symbology. To put their mark on it, to show that this is the the handiwork of the Illuminati, this is the handiwork of the Freemasons. Um, it, it, to me, there's there's no other way. It's it's this is the truth. Um, it's up to you guys to to want to believe it, to go and research it for yourself, to fact check me, um, and that's what I want from you guys. Even down to when you listen to the language being said recently uh, in our world with this build back better. Now, probably a bit far-fetched for you, um, but build back better, BBB, a small B looks like a six. I know it's the opposite way around, but I've seen that. That's symbology for you. That's what they, these people do. They, they implant their 666, Mark of the Beast, into these stories, into their slogans, um, even down to the, the slogan of the Illuminati, which is... The Illuminati must control the world. That was Adam Weishaupt's slogan for his for his cult. Um, I mean, I'm getting speechless because I'm telling you guys this stuff, and you're probably, hopefully, you're not saying I'm crazy, but it's there in black and white. You can look this stuff up. There's books being written. There, you know, books are a thing of the past now. People are too interested in looking on their phones and if it's anything longer than 10 seconds it's it's too much of a, a hassle and it's a really sad uh, but done by design again and they've, they've managed to get our our attention uh, spans down to that 10 seconds 15 seconds maybe 20 seconds 25 too much too much but that's what it is when I send people documentaries that are an hour two hours long it's like I know they're not watching them 
Um, even videos that are six, seven minutes long, I'll send and they'll comment within two minutes and it's like, you couldn't have watched that. And I get it. People maybe aren't like me. I find this stuff fascinating. I am hooked. I want to know what our world is about. I want to know who's controlling it. I want to know how I should go about my life and the decisions I should make. If I'm making a bad one, if I'm making a wrong one, um, what's ahead, you know, all this doom and gloom about World War Three and what COVID's doing. And, and I want to know, I want to make my decisions for myself, my wife, my family, so that I'm not caught. I'm not caught in this shit. So guys, I hope I've given you guys enough food for thought uh, to go away, to start taking notes. Um, you'll notice it in your TVs, in your magazines, the symbology there with your Justin Bieber's and your Kanye West's and your Kim Kardashian's, you know, they're always doing it. They're always throwing up their gang signs, um, their cult signs, if you will. Um, for me, it's a no-brainer. This stuff is going on. Um, I'm not saying that these people literally control the world. I should have said that at the start. I believe there's another level above these Illuminati, Skull and Bones, Freemasonry. They are used as tools uh, to, to you know, gain people, get them in high places, make decisions, push the world in a certain direction. But they are just tools. Um, there is a level above that, which I'm not prepared to talk about. Um, I believe that's the kind of stuff that would probably end up obviously getting my podcast taken down. But might even put my, my myself in, in harm's way. Um, but this stuff's real, and I hope you realise that. Uh, please, please like, share, comment this show. I won't be putting this show on Illuminati for obvious reasons. I have had shows taken down for discussing uh, the Boston bombing and the Freemason uh, Illuminati links. Um, it's everywhere. And uh, so this show will only be going up on BitChute, video version uh, it will be everywhere else audio version uh, but guys till next time turn off your tv enjoy the rest of your week bye guys baran you baran you to your dream your wish your plan be true shape be true baran you